0: We've seen tons of prospects caught up this year, but the guy we haven't seen, Pirate shortstop O'Neill Cruz. I hopped on Locked On Pirates with Ethan Smith to talk about him and just all kind of prospect questions involving the Pittsburgh Pirates. Check it out. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I've highlighted this episode for a while, uh, so I'm giving you guys what you want. Hello, guys. My name is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast, who my left, not my right, as usual, is Liz, uh, Lindsey Crosby of the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. And you could probably just guess by what show Lindsey hosts what we're talking about today. As we are, wa- I'm watching the Pirates game right now uh, as we speak. And there's a certain somebody that's not in the lineup. We're going to talk about the Pirates prospects at length. We're going to talk about a six foot seven dinosaur who is still yet to be on the team, as well as some other players of interest in the farm system on episode. And I figured let's just jump right into it, Lindsay. I'm going to let you go on your tirade because here in the Locked on MLB host chat on Twitter, I think O'Neill Cruz's name gets mentioned by Lindsay at least five times a day. Um, and if I can actually, for the sake of just screwing our privacy over at all, um, talk about something that was said in our chat today about what? What did he say? Uh, if you say it one more time, you need to get O'Neill Cruz's name tattooed on your chest. So Lindsay, go
0: off, King. Just do your thing and talk about O'Neill Cruz. All right. So my large adult son, O'Neill Cruz, has over. 1,600 at-bats in the minor leagues. He's a 275, 341, 457 slash line. He's hit 56 home runs. I don't know what else you expect to see out of O'Neal Cruz. You know what he is. Uh, Started off in 2016. He has been through every single level. What are you waiting on? and 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 here's the thing to me, okay, I understand he's six foot seven, and you don't quite know what to do with that because there's he is the tallest shortstop in major league baseball history. But let him try it. Let him do it at the big league level. and you don't. You don't have to come up with excuses. I had the same tirade yesterday. We're talking Royals. I'm talking Vinny Pascantino. Same tirade. Don't keep giving us reasons why he has to stay at the minor league level. Like, oh, well, we want him to learn some outfield, and then don't play him in the outfield. Either bring him up or admit that you are keeping him down because you don't want to waste the service time or be, you know, like, give us a reason. Just be honest about it. Because at this point in time, I don't know what else you expect to see from O'Neal Cruz. He is six foot seven. He has incredibly long arms. Because of that, he's sometimes going to swing and miss. But when he connects with a ball, uh, he will literally put it into orbit.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, He's better yeah. than
0: Kevin Newman. Sorry.
1: Okay, I'm done. Uh, well, Kevin Newman has also not played uh, in some time, actually. He actually know. just got moved to the I.L. I believe he was on the 10 day and then got moved to the 60 day. So he hasn't played in a, in some time. So you've seen Josh Van Meter, who right now in his last nine games is hitting 333. Um, Rodolfo Castro, another prospect who you've seen a lot. Diego Castillo. Another prospect that we've seen a lot, especially at shortstop, second base, and even some right field. Uh, Hoy Park, who just got optioned, you've seen some of him. They Marcano. acquire, yeah, Tucapina Marcano, who first two games of his career hits all runs, and then for some reason isn't in the lineup today. Couldn't tell you that one. Uh, and then they go and get Yu Chang from the Cleveland Guardians, who I like to mention last year had the second best OPS on the Cleveland Guardian after the all-star break, only behind the amazing player that is Jose Ramirez. So it seems very odd to me that they're giving these guys chances like Castro, Castillo, Marcano, Sawinski, Mitchell, Contreras, De Los Santos. I mean, the list goes on and on about the guys that called up before they have brought up O'Neill, Cruz, including acquiring Josh Van Meter, including acquiring Yu Chang. And the only reasonable explanation I could say to it is Super 2. That's the only reasonable explanation I can give at this point. I don't know what day it kicks in, but I literally jokingly said this on my pod yesterday. I said it wouldn't surprise me if 30 seconds after Super 2 is over with. It wouldn't surprise me 30 seconds after that if O'Neal Cruz wasn't on the team. And then also to even add to it, Lindsay, he's not in the lineup tonight against or in Indianapolis, I believe, because he's dealing with a minor injury at the moment. Or that's what I read. But even then, man, it's like the logic I use with my parents and my parents always ask me stuff about the Pirates. They always say, hey, what's going on? Like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? So they asked me about O'Neill Cruz. They're like, why isn't he up yet? So the logic that I gave them just I pose their question with a question. Would you rather a guy bat under the Mendoza line at the MLB level and get MLB at-bats and MLB experience and MLB playing time, or would you rather have a guy struggle in AAA and not get that same experience? I want you to answer that question too, because I feel like it's an interesting dynamic that a lot of people take into account.
0: Yeah, so the way that I kind of look at prospects and prospect development is you're not in AAA to get better. most of the prospect development in the upper minors happens in double a simply because that's where you're still focused on getting better triple a for most organizations is this is what our job is to make sure the big league team wins we're gonna have those veterans who are on minor league deals we're gonna have the utility infielder we're gonna have that fourth outfielder kind of type those teams are not focused on making players better they're half full of you know, semi-washed-up veterans and journeymen. Um, so you're not doing him any favors at AAA. And then the issue is it's a different game in Major League Baseball. And and in some ways, it's like the baseballs, the ballparks, like little things that you don't necessarily think about. These things are different at the big league level. Um, the ba- Now AAA uses the same baseball, but for a while... Uh, it wasn't the same baseball in AAA as it was in the big leagues. Uh, now they use it, but it's something where he if, he, if you think he's going to struggle either way, let him struggle against the high-level competition versus struggling against, you know, in weird, unfamiliar ballparks against guys he's not going to face because they're a quad A player uh, in lineups where he doesn't have the proper protection and things like that. Let him learn on the job. And I think you're on the, the, the dot with the Super 2, because what's going to happen, uh, we don't know the date exactly. We never do. But MLB front offices kind of project this stuff out based on who's been called up and things like that. I think it's going to be a little bit of an earlier date this year. So usually it's somewhere between June 3rd and like June 23rd. And all of that and how early or late it is depends on how many prospects get called up mid-season. There's so many guys who got called up on opening day who are going to get the full year service time uh, that are not going to be part of this calculation. And so because of that, I think it's going to be a little bit earlier. And so I think maybe by second, third week of June, you probably, if you see O'Neill Cruz up um, in Pittsburgh, it's because that's the reason they were waiting because they were worried they'd have to pay him something more than minimum wage one additional year which is yeah, a terrible excuse.
1: But the funnier thing that we talked about before we started recording was the NL uh, Rookie of the Year race is all up in arms right now. Nobody oh, yeah. knows who's winning it. I mean, hell, Jack is leading National League home, um, rookies in home runs right now. Nobody would have thought that. But at the end of the day, if I remember correctly with this new CBA, they were going into the player-based incentives and on-field incentives. If O'Neill Cruz finishes second, in NL Rookie of the Year, he still gets the bonus anyway. So it, he, it's something that I can't do on this podcast, but he's basically going to do
0: that yeah. to the Pirates organization. And if he wins it, he gets a full year of service time. So you might hold him down, and then he comes up, and if he wins Rookie of the Year, because right now it's McKenzie Gore and Nolan Gorman and nothing else. Like, that's it. Yeah. And none of those guys have super huge cases for rookie of the year. If he comes up in two weeks and just tears it up and has a great season and wins rookie of the year, he gets the year of service time anyway. And then you look like dummies because you spent what seven weeks without him on the roster and it ended up working out the exact same. So that's the funniest. That's going to be like the funniest possible outcome if it happens. Oh, yeah. And
1: I, it might, you never know. But at the end of the day, with the Pittsburgh Pirates being the way they are. Um, I guess you could say that O'Neill Cruz is a lot, a lot like a diamond in the rough. You know, you don't get too many six-foot-seven shortstops out there all the time. But if you need uh, to go to an original online jeweler, you know, check out Blue Nile. We are introducing BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler to high-income adults, primarily males, 25-plus, Looking to get engaged or gift fine jewelry to visit the website and convert into a Blue Nile customer. Does that sound like you? Are you trying to get engaged right now? I don't know. It's a really weird time. It's the middle of the summer. Most people get married in the fall. So you never know. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of our dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler of course please there are not two parts to this business wedding jewelry or there are two parts see i'm all over the place because blue nile has me all over the place because i love blue nile even though i'm not buying a ring for anyone right now there are two parts to this business wedding jewelry and fine jewelry and whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment fine jewelry is unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry for BlueNile.com and locked on Pirates listeners and locked on MLB prospects listeners. Get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. So use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever peace and go to BlueNile.com today. Again, Blue Nile always has you all over the place, but they want you to where you need to be at the end. And one thing I talked about yesterday on my Tuesday Q&A, or as I like to call it, QA and a Tuesday, I kept getting questions about O'Neill Cruz, obviously, and Mason Martin, and kind of filling team need and you look at this pirates team right now they have a plethora of middle infielders not saying they're good they have just a plethora of middle infielders brian reynolds is obviously your starting center fielder brian hayes is obviously your franchise player for a while at third base then you have Ben Gamble and some other guys like Sawinski and Cal mitchell who have filled voids there's one position that i didn't name there and that's first base Mason Martin is another name that has popped up into the lot of feeds of Pirates fans because he's just doing good things in Indianapolis, as well as I mentioned yesterday, adding a power dynamic to this team would go a very long way in ensuring this team actually continues to play the baseball they're playing because moving station to station only gets you so far. O'Neal Cruz and Mason Martin, on the other hand, would bring you two power-hitting left-handed hitters in a lineup that desperately needs it. So, kind of asking this question the way I'm trying to formulate it to a prospect connoisseur, if you will, how much does need come into when you bring these guys up? So, like, we've seen the Pirates, as I've mentioned already, bring up Contreras, bring up uh, De Los Santos, bring up Castillo, Sawinski, the list goes on and on. How much do you think need factors into that, though, especially for a team like the Pirates, who more than likely will not be playing into late October this year?
0: So, unfortunately, I don't think it it factors in as much as it should, as much as the, the financial considerations and service-time considerations do. Uh, it's something I think that, Cruz and Martin have a better case because they're lefties and because they do fill that void. Uh, Martin is kind of pigeonholed. He's your first base DH guy. He's not playing anywhere else. He doesn't have a, doesn't run very well. doesn't have, doesn't have a great arm, doesn't have great defense. Um, and I think with him, part of the concern that you see is, is uh, his walk rate went down last year and his strikeouts went up. He, I think he hit close to 35% um, strikeout rate last year. And so this year, like, I think that's what they're concerned about. They're like, yeah, you can sell out for power, but at what point is it too much? And he's kind of on that line. I think he, I mean, at this point, what do you have to lose? (laughs) I mean, you've called up just about everybody else who was considered uh, possible to get called up this year, other than O'Neal Cruz and, you know, Nick Gonzalez. You've called just about everybody else up. And so I'm at the point of, Bring him up, let him play. I mean, your own tagline, MLB, is let the kids play. Like, it's your thing. That it's yours. Uh, but, no, 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 it's, it's... I definitely think that you can make a baseball case for him. You need a, the lefty presence in the lineup, like you said. You need the power in the lineup, like you said. Um, but you just also need a jolt of energy. You're not kind of getting... You've, you've plugged some guys in and they haven't had the effect you want. So let's, I guarantee you, O'Neal Cruz would be a jolt of energy. But I, I mean, I think both the guys do it separately if you have to. I think both of them would provide a little bit of energy. You have, like, we forget so often that, like, these are these are 23-year-old, 24-year-old, 25-year-old guys. And this, is, this season is a grind. I mean, you're traveling all over the country. You're in three different cities every week. Uh, having something to break the monotony and to bring some energy into the clubhouse is a good thing. And I think that both of these guys could do it. Um, and with Mason Martin, he's not as precious of a prospect, if that makes sense. Like you're not, you're not worried about, Oh, if we call him up and things aren't perfect and he fails, we're going to ruin him because he's not a prospect that you've fat- factored into your long-term um, plans as being key to your organization. So bring him up, let him try it. Even if it's only for a couple of weeks, he gets hot, and then the league figures him out. Get some energy from it. Bring him up. And that's kind of worth it, too. And you also brought up a
1: phenomenal point about calling up pretty much everybody that can be called up at this point. Martin and Cruz, I would say, are the only two that you can make a valuable case for to say, why are these guys not up yet? Because, I mean, we'll get into it probably in the last part of this, but, I mean, at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? You, you, you keep saying that there's not really much to lose here. Again, the Pirates are in the midst of beating the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine in a series with a potential to sweep. And if they win this game tonight, while, we're, while I'm watching it as we're recording today, or tonight as well here on Wednesday night, they're five games under 500 But the extra playoff spot, which I talked about at the beginning of the month of May, I said if they get to the middle of June or the end of June, which we are now in June, and they are in that same spot five or six games under five hundred. Is there a real case that with the additions of Mason Martin and O'Neill Cruz, that if they come up and play any sort of well, that the Pirates maybe buy at the deadline? Maybe they go out there and make a move for a guy, which that was one of the questions I got yesterday that I was also going to throw back at you. Is say that. Somehow happens the Pirates end up being competitive and say, Okay, maybe we want to possibly take a shot at this. Looking top down from the Pirates prospect pool, who are some guys you think that would ha- be of value for a MLB ready player that the Pirates could be okay with? And to make me feel better, that I would be okay with losing out of our farm system?
0: Yeah, so. Really good question. And I want to get to it. The point I want to make first is I hear so many, and this is not, this is not you. This is kind of like uh, fans in general. I hear so many people talk about, well, we can go out and get some pieces. And if we perform a little bit better in the second half of the season, we can make the playoffs games in April and may count the exact same, same. as games in August and September. Yep. And so if you end up looking back and the Pirates missed the playoffs by like three games. Think about if we had brought Odo Cruz up to start the year, you know, could he have found us three games somewhere? Could he have impacted three games? If we had a Mason Martin up here uh, in beginning of June versus maybe after Super 2, could we have won an extra game or two and ended up making that last spot? So that's a big thing. But uh, for me, what I'm looking at from this system, if I'm thinking about guys I'm not afraid to lose Um, there's two ways to look at it and it's thing. Number one, you can sell a guy at a discount, somebody who is possibly a little bit older for their point in the prospect path, and they're not worth full value, but you kind of have a little better idea. I'm thinking about like a, a Travis Swaggerty, Mm -hmm. somebody like that, where, you know, you're in, you're in AAA at 24 He hasn't been called up yet. There's probably a reason for that. The team probably has identified some sort of I'm not gonna say defect, but something they want him to work on before they call him up. So that's one frame of mind you can do is you can say, let's take a prospect. You know, we have quite a few outfielders in the system, whether it's a Lonnie White, whether it's an I'm gonna count Indy Rodriguez as an outfielder. I mean, he does, you know, he does he does some of everything, but we've got plenty of lower level guys. We have him in AAA, we've not used him, we've not called him up, maybe he's a trade piece. And the other thing I would say is, take one of those recent draftees that hasn't played a ton, and so there's still a lot of potential that can be projected. I'm not saying trade Bubba Chandler, He's I mean he's not even playing right now, but think about, and I don't want to trade Henry Davis, honestly. But think about a more recent draft pick that, you know, a 2020 guy, a 2021 guy hasn't had a ton of time in your system. While there's still some variability in projections, find out what team values that guy more than you do and sell at a premium to that team. Yeah, and I, again, of course, it's a pipe dream, I think.
1: For Pirates fans, most of the people who listen to my podcast would probably be like, yeah, Ethan, you're delusional. Why would this team buy at the deadline? They did it a couple years ago. (laughs) I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility to think that they would do it again when they literally just did it four years ago for Chris Archer in one of the most lopsided trades in MLB history, Uh, which I always say now, caveat, one of the most lopsided trades in MLB history the last two years. It's very, very, very possible that Tyler Glasnow never pitches a game for the Rays again. Oh it's very God. possible. Shane Boz has been good. <laughs> also very possible that he doesn't stick that long with the Rays either. The other component of that trade, Austin Meadows, not even with the team anymore. We got so moved. maybe yeah. that trade wasn't as bad as everybody likes to say it was. I always love to put that one in there. I like to have a little fun with it because everybody still loves to shove it in my face that they did that trade. But, you know, it happens. But, of course, Lindsay Crosby is the host of the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast. And we already talked about the uh, dumpster fire that is the NL Rookie of the Year. The NL Rookie of the Year, on the other hand, Jeremy Pena and Julio Rodriguez and a bunch of other guys Ooh. all over the place over there. And if you have a little insider information from our host over at Locked On Astros or Locked On Mariners about Rodriguez or Peña winning Rookie of the Year, maybe you should put your money where your mouth is and go to betonline.ag. Of course, our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's NBA playoffs and the NBA finals, which starts tomorrow, MLB Baseball Scores and Futures, fights for MMA and UFC, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And, of course, BetOnline is where the game starts. So now going back to another point that I wanted to bring up. Mm -hmm. Just so you guys know, Lindsay loves talking about this stuff. He's a huge prospect guy. So you can imagine the Pirates are a very fun topic of interest with him because they have a top five farm system and all that. And as I spoke about yesterday on the podcast, too, and I want Lindsey to uh, get his thoughts in about it, you're seeing all of these players for the Pirates get called up now. Castillo, Sawinski, Marcano, Mitchell, De Los Santos, Contreras, Cruz, Martin. You're going to get all these guys at some point this year all on the 26-man roster. I would book that. Next year, Lindsey might be on this podcast like 30 times because, I mean, you're going to have the likes of Nick Gonzalez, Leovri Piguero, Quinn Priester, Carmen Majinski, Michael Burrows, who I should add, has the best ERA among all minor league starting pitchers at the That's current true. moment. Other guys that you could mention as possibilities, Henry Davis, Maybe a lot of weight if he comes onto the scene very quickly. If Bubba Chandler gets through the system very quickly, you never know. You don't know. Tanaj Thomas is another guy that comes Tenage to Thomas. mind. Kanan Smith, Smith and Jigba, who is currently on a 28 on base streak right now I've at Triple I've heard that's good. Yeah, it's very good. So going back to the the thing I just posed about the Pirates being buyers. Could they again potentially be buyers at the deadline even if they are out of contention? Looking forward to the fact that you're going to have another slew of all of these prospects come up next year to gel with these guys already who are getting a full year. This team could be very interesting next year if you're looking into it and it all plays out the way it's supposed to.
0: Yeah, I mean, think of prospects and a lot of people in the prospect apparatus and and, and I'm probably part of this too a lot of us think we overvalue our prospects. Like we don't, we we're, we, we pick them for a reason. We drafted them. Uh, we don't necessarily want to, to move any of them because we're believers in who they could be in their best case scenario. Oh yeah. Quinn Priester is the next Jacob DeGrom. What do you mean? I mean, absolutely. But like, if you, if you kind of step back and look at it, there's areas of depth where you can make moves from to make the big league team better. Cause ultimately having a top five farm system doesn't get you a, a medal. There's no trophy for it. I mean, it all comes down to winning at the big league level. And so, like, my first thought is you've got a top five pick in the draft. So at the trade deadline, who's to say you don't say, you know what, let's move one of these catchers. We're going to keep Henry Davis, but we've got an Indy Rodriguez. You know, like, we, you know, we've got options. We could move somebody because you have a top five pick to make a replacement. Maybe you decide. You know what? We can move an Indy Rodriguez in a deal because we can go out and get Kevin Parada at four. Uh, We can go out and get Daniel Susak. We can take you know a a, sub college hitter like we've done the last few drafts. Uh, And so I can buy the theory of the Pirates being buyers at the deadline, provided that they make the moves to win games so that they're in contention to buy. And I think the moves to make to be in contention to buy is call up O'Neal Cruz. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm bringing everything back to O'Neill Cruz.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, there's that as well. And I'm sure you have his baseball reference page pulled up. I don't right now. Can you actually fancy me for what his war is right now <laughs> at the uh, his- level?
0: Uh, his, his war, let's see here, da, 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 da. if it I shows can tell you this, that. yeah, uh, baseball reference, uh, hang on, it's, it's here, I have to scroll a little bit, um, I can tell you while I'm doing that, that he is, uh, he is three years older than the average, um, I'm sorry, three years younger than the average triple A guy, if that tells you anything about, like, what triple A is like compared to other levels, he, he's only two years younger than the average double A player, but he's three years younger than the average triple A player, um, it doesn't give me minor league war. It only gives me major league war. He's, he's worth 0.1 major league war in his career. Yeah, in that's what, been, two games. Yeah, two
1: games. Um, that's very interesting that it doesn't give you that. But, I mean, for the sake of just bringing it up, what's the difference? Let's say Mason Martin and O'Neill Cruz both had a war of 1.0. They just have a 1.0 wins above replacement equals two the last time I checked, that one plus one equals two. 21 and 27, you had two wins to that. You're talking about 25. a complete, you're talking about a very different ball game here if the Pirates are 23 and 25 versus being 21 and 27. Also, thank you, uh, thank you MLB TV for bringing this up. Another reason to bring up O'Neill Cruz. The Pirates are doing probably the best promo I've ever seen in my entire life. $25 ballpark pass for the whole month of June. You can go to any game that you want to go to for $25 all month.
0: That's a great deal.
1: So why the hell not bring up O'Neill crew? So people just buy $25. Like you're just stamping the button. Boom, 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 boom. And something that even Gary Morgan, who is my usual Monday guest brought up is he was talking about it at one point saying, go look at the media and how the games were like brought up on on the program, or as they like to say on the Pat McAfee show, on the program, um, it was player-centric during the 2013 through 2015 years. It was come see Andrew McCutcheon, Starling Marte, Pedro Alvarez, Russell Martin, Francisco Liriano, A.J. Burnett. Now it's kids' day, ballpark pass, drone drone, whatever the hell they're doing on Saturday. O'Neill Cruz is marketable. It's like going to the circus, come see a six foot seven guy play baseball, play shortstop. Yeah, like play shortstop, play baseball like you don't get to see that that often. I mean, it's crazy to me, man. But any last thoughts on this Pirates farm system and what I should expect not only as a podcast host and an analyst per se of this team, but as a fan looking for the rest of 2022 when Cruz eventually
0: comes up? know that some of the guys that they've called up um, were very high on for Contreras. I mean, there's, there's guys in this system with legitimate um, talent that will improve this big league team. We don't know. Obviously, we don't know when they're going to actually make it to Pittsburgh. Uh, some of them we thought would already be up. But know that s- some of the, the, the losing has had a positive effect on the organization. When it comes to talent accumulation, because you have a Nick Gonzalez, you have a Henry Davis, you have an O'Neal Cruz, you have a Quinn Priester, you have something in a Bubba Chandler, we don't know. But there's, there's guys in the low minors, there's some guys in the high minors, there's a lot of interesting guys here, and there's enough pieces in this farm system to make a team that not only can make the playoffs, but can contend for the division. You just have to figure out who's the right guy. So know that they're here. We just got to figure out which ones are the right ones and which ones are not. And the best way to do that is to let them try.
1: Oh yeah. And I, Hey, MLB's tagline, let the kids play. That's watching Pittsburgh pirates baseball every day. Of course, Lindsey Crosby, you can find his work over at the locked on MLB prospects podcast. Of course, You can find that as wherever you find my podcast, YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, Google play, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Lindsay, not only talks about the awesome Pittsburgh pirate system, but he talks about everything going on in the world of the minor leagues, the M I L B. If you will, I'm sure he's always watching minor league baseball every night alongside the MLB games. And he's probably looking forward to a lot of these prospects that are going to be coming up soon. But, of course, my name is Ethan Smith of the Locked On Pirates podcast. I am the host. Who does the most? And with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you on the flip side. Mm-hmm.